This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. I believe these two words are not 
what we really enjoy to experience in our lives. Let's listen to what is there for us on setbacks and hindrances today. God has a plan or purpose for your life. This plan is as sure and detailed as his plan of salvation. His plan for you knows neither delay nor accidents. It leaves nothing to chance. Hence, nothing can really hurt you. Yes, your feelings can be hurt. You can be shocked by the hatred of others and can even experience terrible grief and loss. But these things that occur in your life are not without God's permission and they'll work together for your good. Believe and apply these facts to every circumstance of your life. Surrender your plan to his plan and you will develop an indomitable faith that can handle sudden setbacks and seemingly persistent hindrances. Have courage, dear friend. Have courage, no matter the setbacks and hindrances in your lives. You can check from the Bible to confirm what I'm saying. From 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. And Psalm 62, verse 8. Be courageous. Written by Samuel Cranton Pippin. I am Bell Dolabio. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then, ask Him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollabille.
Hello, listener. Sit back and relax as we present to you a discussion on the topic technopreneurship. This is the fifth part of the discussion technopreneurship. Also, to add to everything Mr. Lakote has said, during the Google Developers Forum, the, um, the speaker over there he made mention of glow local, that's global and then local. So I think in this sense, he's actually thinking international, but then starting. In his local setting, that's Ghanaian, in our Ghanaian setting. So, okay, yeah. to steer the, the whole conversation away from Safo Kantaka, you know, I think he's actually Apostle, and we've been calling him just as Safo, <laughs> anyway, Apostle Safo Kantaka. Well, um, let's come to general issues. Um, what are some of the challenges an entrepreneur in Ghana could face? You know, what are some of the challenges that we, we face here in Ghana? Funding. That's it. Funding. That's it. That's it. Is that like the top most? That's it. Primary. That's it. Yes, funding is the number one thing that is hindering the like development of certain entrepreneurship businesses in Ghana. Yeah. And then secondly, trust. Who to go to. Like Mr. Abando made mention of his friend losing his wow idea yeah. to a friend who he could like thought he could trust. And yeah. then he later found himself using a uh, sorry found himself like being duped of his own idea yeah now secondly is trust if funding you know that's a basic thing because you know you could come up with an idea and then start start it but then at the end of the day if you don't get the proper funding to support your marketing and then you, you don't get the right feedbacks i mean when starting a small business you may face some distribution challenges and with that you would need some amount of money to support yourself as the product is being distributed in its preliminary stages. So yes, funding and then trust. Those are the basic two things that I can think of that hindering entrepreneurs in Ghana. Okay. As to uh, to add to what Jelon uh, said, I think one of the things is uh, lack of planning. Because no matter how much funds that you have, without a proper strategy in place, it wouldn't take you far. And even talking about funding, uh, I think the issue is a lot of people do not know where to get funding from. Okay, there are a lot of competitions, there are a lot of places that you can get funding from. I think there's one Google. Um, I know of Melt Melt Waters. Melt yeah, Waters, but the one Melt Water. The, yeah. the one Value View is putting up their teams for the Google um, Imagine Cup. Imagine Cup, yeah, being sponsored by Google. No, Microsoft. Microsoft. My sorry, Microsoft. Yeah. Okay, Imagine Cup is a competition for students, for uh, tech students. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they, it comes in three categories. You have the uh, innovation, innovation, games, world and citizen. world citizenship. That's an application that will help uh, this in the everyday lifestyle of uh, uh, people in within your community. Okay, and these are all places you can get a lot of funding from there. So a lot of people do not know that these competitions even exist whereby they can get uh, this funding out of it. You put a pitch your idea there. If it's excellent, if it's wow, like I said, you get funding from these sources. From Microsoft, uh, Google also has one. Uh, Dell also has a Dell Challenge. is also one that uh, people uh, can patronize it. But people do not know that these are uh, these uh, funders are available to them or they can patronize to them. 
And another one that I, I think is prominent, I think one uh, uh, one Mr. Lakote cited in the case of Apostle Safo Kantaka is that government policies. Okay. It will take you about three months if you don't have the necessary financial backing to grease the necessary palms. It will take you probably about three months to even register your company. Once you have the name and all, it takes years because there's one of our faculty members is trying to, not our faculty member, a friend I know is trying to start up a, a tech, an engineering institution. Okay. And he started off this, I started this about uh, two years ago. And up to today, he hasn't got, he doesn't have the necessary approval for him to be able to start the uh, institute. And it's a brilliant idea. We have a lot of engineering institutions whereby you, they, you are taught theoretical stuff, but when it comes to the actual working with the necessary equipment, people do not know how, uh, how it is done. And these are all some of the challenges that is faced by uh, entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who face in, in Asia and Ghana. Okay, um, I think they've said it all, but to add something, um, you know, um, before you can start a business, you need to have an idea. Okay, then sometimes the ideas we have may not may not be worthwhile, like they, they, they may not be carrying the, the needed weight to start the business, but that's a very good start. Okay, some people also don't even have, they lack, we lack ideas, okay, as to creative ways of, of generating funds, we uh, coming up with businesses and all those things, we may lack them. Other times, you know, we have graduated from school and then my friend has gotten a job, let's say, with a bank. Another friend has gotten a job with an insurance company. Another person is a lecturer somewhere. And then I am in the house starting my own business. Well, my parents and my siblings are waiting for me to spend some of my money, the money I make. And mm. you see, it becomes an issue. So they are pushing you to, to, to go work for somebody. Eventually, you start working for somebody, so much pressure that you, you let go yours, okay, and it becomes an issue and so um, resources are also a, um, a very big issue and as I, they have also said uh, policies policies that will help encourage entrepreneurial skills are not forthcoming and it's an issue and so these are things that we need to look at other times you probably may have have a good idea you tell somebody the person steals the idea like I have this friend who also had a very brilliant concept and she told her to be sister-in-law and the sister-in-law told someone else who had funding. By the time you realized the program was on TV, wow. you get the point. And so the, you don't even have the, the opportunities to register your ideas, like to make sure that, okay, these ideas are mine and all those things. So I'm sure we are, we'll be going to the patents here and, uh, and all those things. But And then the environment is not encouraging. Okay, it's not encouraging to, to start your own business. And that's an issue. Yeah, and there's there's one important thing that uh, I think one of the challenges is we, a Ghanaian entrepreneur, okay, sometimes we are not committed to our ideas. We encounter, we bring up, the, we pitch the idea, then realize that somebody wants to put the idea into operation. But the issue is that sometimes our motivation tends to be monetary. So because of that, if we are not getting, if we are re not reaping monetary benefits from it immediately, yeah. then we become frustrated and we give up. You have been listening to a discussion on the topic technopreneurship. This episode of Tech Talk was aired and recorded on the 10th April 2014. A continuation will be brought to you later.
any enquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Welcome to the movement of truth. Let's continue to know the truth. For when you know the truth, the truth will set it free. Today, we are going to continue the truth on parenting. Like I said last time we met, I wish every school should have a department or faculty for training parents. And if you do this, it will help society. It helps nation Ghana and the world at large. We are continuing from where we left last time. The father should quiet our children. The next letter that we are going to continue for the sake of time is respect. R. Respect. As parents, we need respect. But we shouldn't forget that respect 
is something our children also need. You should respect their views. I was once reading a magazine and I saw a parent and a child. The child was about six years and the mother for that matter has recently lost her husband. And he had one child to nurse, a baby for that matter, to nurse. So the firstborn is six years and the last one was a baby. And this woman had to take care of the first and the last one. So the woman was so desperate because the husband is dead and the fact that she herself did not have any work to take care of the children. So he was weeping. And a six-year-old child, who was supposed to be the first, came. Mama, why are you weeping? Set your trouble heart at rest, he said. And the mother wanted to stop weeping. He didn't want the child to know. But naturally, the tears were coming. So, Mama, what is your problem? So the mother broke the silence by saying, Your daddy is there. You and the baby, I'm to take care of you. That's why I'm weeping. And the child said, Mommy, set your trouble heart at rest. Let not your heart be troubled like Jesus told his disciples. God is only a single parent. The child continued, but he never complains. He's taking care of the whole world, but he never complains. Mommy, why should you complain? Having said that, the mother stopped weeping. And she had the baby. And she made some t-shirts. And at the back of the t-shirt was this inscription. God is a single parent, but he never complains. And everybody was attracted to these t-shirts. And people started buying. And this time, the woman is a rich woman taking care of his two children. Parents, let's respect the views of our children. By so doing, we shall have rest. For so, like this woman respected the child and followed whatever he said. T is teach them God's way. You should teach our children God's way. I think this is very simple. So I did not go into details. But also, you should teach our children God's way. Let them get the Bible. Teach them the Bible. The Bible, as you know, some people say it's an acronym. The B is buy one. So parents, you should buy one for our children. And the I, they say investigate. So you should investigate that you study the Bible. And the next letter is B, still in the context of how to teach our children. The letter T here, I'm talking about how you should teach our children. And one of the best ways you should teach our children is to give them the Bible, the Word of God. And I said, the Bible, some have said, acronym for the Bible, B, is we should buy one for our children. And when we buy, you should investigate. That's I. That is, we should study the Bible for our children. And then B, whatever we study or investigate, you should believe in it. You should believe that it is the Word of God. And then, if you believe in it, the next letter is L. You should live by it. That is, you should obey whatever we've learned with our children. And that, the E, you should have everlasting life. Everlasting life. So, we should teach them God's way. Give them the Bible. You should study with them. That is I. You should believe in whatever the Bible says. And so doing, you should live by it. And when you live by it, God has promises and eternal life. You will be the last letter to discuss for today. That is 
understand understand we should understand our children that they are young should understand them there is one author i like so much E.G. white in her book adventist home he has this to say that parents anytime you want to beat your children anytime your child does something wrong don't forget that you have been a child before understand when you were a child the father you love wanted somebody to love you he wanted somebody to understand you so you should also understand our children let's understand them let's know their personal characteristics some children when they are young some may not understand without respect in educational psychology most teachers are taught to understand their students understand their people understand the children that they teach because some at the youthful stage they may not grasp whatever but when they grow up they may catch up so let's try to understand them by so doing you really appreciate them because when you understand them we really appreciate them so today we've seen the fact that we should respect our children we should respect them because jesus really respect our children that's why he said they should come to him because such children they fit for his kingdom because of their uh, special characteristics, their simplicity and the rest. And you should take them God's way. Uh, here I'm referring to the Father. You should let them know what that says the Lord, the Bible. You should buy one for them. You should investigate the Bible. You should also believe that it's from the Word of God. Let them also know and believe it is an instruction from God. And they should also live by, by way of obeying. And when they do so, we shall have rest for our life. That is what we have for today. We want to continue the next time. And I wish the next time we meet, we are going to have the last four. That will be for uh, next time. Thank you very much for your attention. My name is Elder Bright Osayewa. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>